a Brooklyn College Listening Project podcast. Ben Lerner, a distinguished professor of English at Brooklyn College, has been a finalist for the National Book Award, a Guggenheim Fellow, and a MacArthur Fellow. Listen now to Ben's take on the relationship between poetry and protest. In the bad forms of collectivity that are around us, the way we're all breathing the same polluted air, or, you know, there are trace amounts of antidepressants seeping into the municipal water or whatever that like, of course, these are kind of horrifying things, but there's also a way to see them as figures of collective possibility. It's kind of amazing that like the same water passes through our body. It's kind of amazing that we're connected because of the kind of hot particles where I own part of your student debt and it's bundled with my debt. And so, you know, it's caught up in houses and it's caught up in trade in China and everything else. Like those are corrupt forms of a social power that could be used for good and not just for ill. So I think the continuity on those things is that in all of the disastrous forms of bad collectivity, pollution, bundled debt, whatever, there's still the glimmer of real possibility. We're corporate persons in this older poetic fantasy of like being one social body, even if most of the ways we feel our commonality in a social body are currently through a kind of socialized pain or loss or pollution. Uh, you know, I mean, so that's a, that's a semi-coherent answer, which is to say that, yes, I feel that art and individual political practice is necessarily marginal relative to these huge destructive forces, but that it's still a practice that can seek out fissures and modes of interconnectivity that keep one from despair. Part of the power of the poem is precisely the fact that it remains virtual. Like it never becomes a tool. It's a fantasy about another world of value. Poetry is embarrassing and protest is embarrassing because there's always a disconnect between the impulse that gives rise to the protest or the poem and what they can actually achieve. And I actually feel at certain poetry readings very similar to how I feel at, like, protests. I'm like, are we really doing this, you know? You know, so I find chanting really embarrassing and really yeah. hard to do. And it, it, when it's not embarrassing is when your voice blends in with the other voices. What's embarrassing is hearing your own voice as separate from the other voices. And then the embarrassing thing is since the chants rise and fall, you never know if you're going to be, like, the last one chanting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of a beautiful allegory for politics generally, right? Like, you want to hear your individuality dissolve. What you don't want to hear is is yourself, like, failing, right, to yeah. dissolve your voice into the larger collective. I get really interested in questions like that. Like, what's, what's the embarrassment of a poem or the embarrassment of a protest, and what does it reveal about the aspirations of either? And, like, I actually think those are meeting places of aesthetic and political questions. Like, what, what is the individual voice's relation to the collective voice? No one's actually fully in control when you get a crowd together. And that's, like, really scary and interesting. But that also means that, like, energies are released and possibility wells up that that's always more than whatever was intended. And that's, again, an aesthetic issue, too. It's, like, really great poems reveal something that the author didn't intend because you don't control language, right? Language speaks through you as much as you speak it. And protest in the same way or riot you know, like those, there, there are real energies released just by the fact of assembly that's never totally reducible to any individual intention. So I think, 
there is a really interesting relationship between the embarrassment, the fear, the possibility of protest and the possibilities that are at least represented allegorically in artistic production. Edited by Fierstein Music, Brooklyn College CUNY.